The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads. You've got the H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on those dirt trails and kick up some mud. Or the third-row seating gets your whole family in to experience the thrill together. The dual wireless charging pads make sure that no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead cell phone. Think about those adventurous activities you can do, like me taking a ski trip up with the family, maybe going on a camping expedition, anything and everything. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Hey there, it's Gary Parish. It's Thursday, October 21st, 2021. Welcome back to the CBS Sports Eye on College Basketball podcast, where we sometimes discuss camel fighting dodo birds and leaky black matt norlander is here with me and today we're going to spend a few minutes discussing the cbs sports preseason all america teams and individual awards because they're out it's that time of the year season starts in less than three weeks so dead leg uh, let's run through our preseason individual awards first player of the year coach of the year freshman of the year the cbs sports preseason national player of the year is gonzaga's drew timmy the cbs sports preseason national coach of the year is Purdue's Matt Painter, and the CBS Sports Preseason National Freshman of the Year is Duke's Paulo Bencaro. That doesn't exactly match my ballot. Is that the ballot you turned in? It is. Here are my top three of each. Uh, Drew Timmy was my, for Player of the Year. Timmy was one. Bancaro was two. Coburn, Kofi Coburn, Illinois, was my number three selection for Preseason Player of the Year. Coach of the Year. Matt Painter was my number one. Mark Few was my number two. Bill Self was my number three pick. And in freshman of the year, Paolo Bancaro was my number one pick. Chet Holmgren was number two. And then Tennessee's Kennedy Chandler is my prediction to be the third best freshman in college basketball this season. I guess my ballot was national player of the year preseason. It went Timmy one, Bancaro two, Johnny Juzang three. Coach of the year, We'll get into that in a second. Freshman of the year was Ben Carroll, one. Holmgren, two. Amani Bates, three. Yeah. And then coach of the year, I went Mark Few, one. I don't even remember who I had, two and three. But this is the one that's difficult for me. How do you even vote for preseason coach of the year? Like, what is your your, uh, process? Like, how did you land on Matt Painter? Um... Yeah, this is beauty in the eye of the beholder stuff as far as I'm concerned. I tried to select someone who I thought was likely to have one of the three or four best teams in the country um, that is highly respected and wasn't necessarily Gonzaga, which returns the preseason player of the year, and I knew Timmy was going to win it. So, like, I had few number two, and, like, Bill Self has got an interesting, you know. So you didn't well, vote for Mark Few because of Drew Timmy? Like, I don't yeah. understand. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's basically it. Point. Right. it makes no, none of this makes any sense. Hey, hey, listen, what do you want from me? I just, I, it, like, what I don't know what the margins are on these things, but, yeah, I picked – I I also poor did Mark, I also did the, I also did it this way. Off season now he can't get votes because he happens to have a great player on his That's team. That's right. I did it this way. I really, when it came down to it, I thought 
who do I think is going to be most likely when we get to the end of the season, we hand out these awards and the award tends to be handed out to a coach who might not have necessarily uh, been projected to uh, have the first, second or third best team. But if that's the case, that person's going to win it. And I think Matt Painter is the most likely recipient to win it. It's fine with me. I just, um, I find coach of the year to be the most interesting of these awards. And by interesting, I mean complicated because preseason player of the year and postseason player of the year, um, always goes to the 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 same person, or or at least the, the the thought process is the same for everybody. In the preseason, you're trying to you're just saying, hey, here's the guy who I think is going to be the best player in college basketball. And then the postseason award, it's the same thing. Here's the guy who was the best player in college basketball. But coach of the year gets interpreted so differently because sometimes it really is the guy who had the best team, like um, at least at the time of the voting last year, Mark Few um, at Gonzaga, but. In the pre, but 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 other times it goes to the guy who overachieved mm-hmm. more than anybody else, like the guy who was picked ninth in the Big Ten but finished second. Like that's going to be your coach of the year. We don't, well, like we don't hold coaches to the same standards that we hold players. Like you would never in the postseason say if Drew Timmy was clearly the best player, you would never at the end of the year go, "Well, I don't really want to give it to Drew Timmy because everybody expected him to be good right. and he just was good." But that is 100% what happens with coaches all the time. You go, well, Gonzaga was preseason number one, and now they're a one seed. So why would I give it to Mark Few when I can give it to some other coach who was uh, unranked in the preseason but now has a top 10 team? I just, I don't, and I'm not even saying one is right and the other is wrong. I'm just saying that the the process is wildly inconsistent. And it's inconsistent across all sports, by the way. I think Phil Jackson has won coach of the year once in his career in the NBA. Phil Jackson! Coach oh, K hasn't won ACC Coach of the Year all but once in the past like twelve years or something ridiculous like that. So this is, I, I it's it's always it is it's it's a tricky one. But when it comes down to it, I didn't like explicitly hold, again. Mark View was number two on my list. I just tried to project who's the team. And who's the coach that when we get to the start of the tournament, see some of these coach of the year awards are voted on at the end of the regular season. Some are voted on, you know, once we get into the tournament. But I, I think it's most likely that Purdue will be a one seed and getting Purdue to that high of a level will lead Matt Painter to be the most likely guy who wins it. Yeah. Um, like I'm, I'm okay with recognizing somebody who, you know, overachieves in, in ways, you know, in the postseason that, that nobody saw coming in the preseason. That's fine with me. What I don't like is holding um, incredible rosters against the coach because the coach put that roster together. Like you, 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 so often um, you, you'll give it to a guy who was picked 10th in his league and he finishes second in his league. And uh, you go, well, God, that guy really overachieved. Well, he really overachieved relative to we to what we thought his roster suggested was possible. If he'd have had a better roster, so if he'd done that part of his job better, um, he, he wouldn't have been uh, undervalued in the preseason. Um, and then it, it works the other way, too. It's like, well, you can't give the award to John Calipari or Mike Krzyzewski because, you know, they had the best rosters in the country. Well, they they put those together. Why should that be a detriment to their coach of the year aspirations? Like Coach K has won five national championships, but just three national coach of the year awards. He's won five national championships and only five ACC coach of the year awards. And you ready for this? Never in the same year that he won a national title. His national titles are 91, 92, 2001, 2010, 2015, and his ACC Coach of the Year awards are 1984, 86, 97, 99, and 2000. Since 2000, he's won three national titles 
and zero ACC Coach of the Year awards. It's amazing. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Oh. My favorite one is Billy Donovan had two national titles before he even had one SEC Coach of the Year award. Makes no sense. Doesn't. This is, again, this, this spans beyond, it transcends college basketball into the pro ranks. Ba- basketball, football, you name it. Hell, I want to say, like, there was something where, like, in the NBA, the Coach of the Year, like, three times in a five-year span, you won Coach of the Year, and by the end of the next season, you got fired in the NBA. So, it's... Who's oh, no, sometimes say? Coach of the Years get fired at the end of the season. They were Coach of the Years. Dwayne I feel, Casey. I feel like it's almost ago. a prerequisite for getting fired as an NHL manager. So, um, yeah, it's a little bit bizarre. Um, so, you had few, though, at, which makes sense. They're your preseason number one team. Yeah, I, I, yeah I, well, I just think if you... If you have built a West Coast Conference program to yeah. a place where you can lose three of your top four scores from a team that played for the national title and still be the obvious preseason number one, then you're the preseason coach of the year. I'll yeah. keep it that simple. Okay. Um, before we get to our teams, I have a question for you. Uh, we uh, Timmy, player of the year. Van Caro, freshman of the year. Um, which one of those is more likely not to be that when we get to March? Uh, Timmy, player of the year, because I think there's more real threats to... Um, to national player of the year than there are to Paulo for freshman of the year. Like, I think Paulo could win both awards at the end of this he thing. Could. I think, yeah. I think he's going to be awesome. Well, like, what, yeah. I, awesome. The reason why I ask it is what's weird about this is that Paulo himself is a threat to Timmy. And then Chet Holmgren is a threat to both of these. Like, right. we don't know. <laughs> right. You we don't, know, we don't know. Chet Holmgren could wind up being like, we could look up in six weeks and say, Man, Timmy's still awesome, but it is clear that Gonzaga is going to have a chance to win a national title because it has Chet Holmgren on the roster this year. So I find that to be fascinating. I would lean with you as well. You know, as we'll get into it with our first and second team All-Americans, there's obviously very, very good college basketball players this season. Um, but the distance between Paolo and Chet, who's a close two, and then you want to get Amani Bates, Kennedy Chandler... Jalen Duran on and on down the line. Um, it will be intriguing, but I just find it more likely that uh, if we're going to be wrong about one of these, it will be it would be more likely that we would miss on Timmy as opposed to Bancaro. Um, the preseason All America teams have published as well. We did a first team, second team, and a third team. We'll get into that next, but first, check this out. Wings for the game? Boom. Cash back. New lucky jersey? Boom. Cash back. Even a last-minute ice run can score you some cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. Look, in sports, it's hard to predict who's going to take the W, but you know what's guaranteed to win? Discover Cashback Debit. Oh, and did I mention there are no fees, period? I'm telling you, this one it's a real game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cash back debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. We all send messages nonstop connected to work. Text, emails, checking in on projects, brainstorming for ideas. No matter what kind of work you do, communication is key. And Grammarly, it can really help you. Because Grammarly, it's your AI writing partner to help you communicate more effectively and efficiently so that you can make a bigger impact at work. If you lack confidence in your writing... Grammarly can fix that, and it can also make you more efficient in your day-to-day. Did you realize that 96% of Grammarly users report that Grammarly helps them craft more impactful writing? It's true. So it's time for you to make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Sign up and download for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. 
So we've also tabulated votes for our CBS Sports preseason All-America teams. Let me run you through them real quick. The first team is Colin Gillespie from Villanova, Johnny Juzang from UCLA, Paulo Bencaro from Duke, Drew Timmy from Gonzaga, and Kofi Coburn from Illinois. Let's stop there. Does that replicate your ballot? I had four of those guys on my first team. I did not have Colin Gillespie. I don't have any problem with Colin Gillespie being there, obviously. Totally reasonable. I had Max Aismas instead of Colin Gillespie. Doesn't match. Um, Our CBS Sports preseason All-America teams was a tabulation of writers at cbssports.com a few from 247 Sports, which is in partnership with CBS Sports. And then every year in the preseason, uh, we do get a handful of input from CBS and CBS Sports Network uh, college basketball analysts. So we really have a, a, a big old mix here. And so, no, I only have three of the five, GP. My first team ballot was Timmy Bancaro Coburn. And I think those, I, Timmy and Coburn were uh, uh, unanimous. Bancaro, I, I think, was as well. And then I had, I had, I had nothing but bigs on mine because I don't abide by, I don't, I don't care. This team is never playing any other team. I don't need to start with a point guard. And you know what? I'd take the starting five against almost anyone else anyway. Um, because I think Bancaro could run the point. Timmy Bancaro, Coburn, Trace Jackson Davis of Indiana, and then produced Travion Williams. So, yeah, three of my five are big men from the Big Ten. That was mine. So you had four of the five. I had three of the five. Yeah, and, um, you know, Juzang is somebody who just had a remarkable run late last season. He averaged 22.8 points uh, in the NCAA tournament, got 28 in the Elite Eight against Michigan, 29 in the Final Four against Gonzaga, and, you know, launched himself into a a place where I I think you could reasonably call him uh, a preseason national player of the year candidate and a first-team preseason All-American, especially considering he's not just somebody who posted big numbers, but he posted big numbers for a team that is now ranked second in the preseason. Timmy, um, like we noted, preseason national player of the year, he averaged 19 and 7 last season for a team that was undefeated on the night of the national championship game, uh, led Gonzaga last season in points, rebounds, blocks, and field goal percentage. He was terrific. Coburn, 17-7. and I mean, 17.7 points and 9.5 rebounds per game last season. Big numbers. He's a monster. And then Colin Gillespie is, again, the other first-teamer. Um, you and I, neither one voted for him, but he is uh, you know, a reigning Big East player of the year who is back for a fifth season. You realize he's already played 118 college basketball games and now has an entire season in front of him and could theoretically, if, if uh, Villanova went all the way, yeah, he could get to 158 career games, mm-hmm. which would be a tie mm-hmm. for the most played yes. all time by a division one player. Yeah. Trivia time. David Lighty. Bang. You son of a bitch. How did you know that? Yes, come on. Don't even question me on this. David Lighty. One of my, tw- I've mentioned this on a distant podcast in the past. One of my like 20 favorite random college troopers of the past two decades, David Lighty. Yeah. That unfortunately that record is going away this year. Cause there's going to be a lot of dudes that passed him. Charlie Morris passed David Lighty this year, by the way, down in Miami, fourth team. Yeah. So you were so excited. I knew I said, I, I thought I had you on that. Man. I, I, I'm shocked. I was shocked. I looked it up and I was like, this dude will never get this. Tipping your pitches right now. Tipping your pitches. There is another, there's one other player on our all America teams mm-hmm. 
who has already played 118 college games. That's on. Uh, that was oh. Uh, that's already played that many. Yes, Buddy Beheim. No, it's Remy Martin. Remy Martin. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I forgot he was on it. Did not vote for Remy Martin. We'll get to that in a minute. There. Okay. Second team is uh, Max Aismas from Oral Roberts, Buddy Beheim from Syracuse, EJ Liddell from uh, Ohio State, Trace Jackson Davis from Indiana, and Hunter Dickinson from Michigan. Aismith is the guy I had first team. You know, we we there are four players who were postseason CBS Sports All-Americans last season that are back in college. It's Drew Timmy, Kofi Coburn, Hunter Dickinson, and Max Aismith. And so I wasn't going to elevate anybody over where he was at the end of last season, anybody who was returning to college. So that's why I ended up going Aismith on first team as opposed to Colin Gillespie, who I had on the second team. Um, the Aismith thing is, is just so interesting to me because he led the nation in scoring last season. I don't think we said his name one time until the NCAA tournament. Do you remember saying his name one time? Uh, I probably learned how to say his name right before the NCAA tournament. Let's be real. No, that, that's the thing. I don't think not only did, did nobody talk about him, nobody knew how to say his name until the NCAA tournament. He was totally off the radar, even though he averaged 24 and a half points, 3.8 assists, 1.5 steals per game. He shot 47.7% from the field, 42.9% from three, and 89% from the free throw line. So he was almost, last season, a rare 50, 40, 90 guy. Trivia time! There was one player in college basketball last season who did 50, 40, 90. Mm. That means 50% from the field, mm. 40% from three, and at least 90% from the free throw line. Mm. Can you name it? Is it gettable? You, you will know the player. He's a power conference player who's now in the NBA. 50, 40, 90. That's gettable. Draft. I'll give you the league. I'll give you the league. Give me the league. He played in the ACC. Uh, draft? Got, got drafted largely because of his ability to shoot. I want to get this. Um, hmm. This is the part where I hope people listening like know it and they're just screaming into their phones as they're doing a workout or going on a run to the grocery store. That thing NBA front offices love these days, a shooter with size. I don't know if I'm going to get this. I'm trying to think of someone who went, like I'm rolling through the teams in my head. You, I think you're going to have to... I think you're going to have to tell me. I'm, I, no one is coming to mind here. I'm going to hate myself when you tell me. But, yeah, I'm going to strike out on this one. start his career at the school at which he finished his career. He was a transfer. Played one year in the ACC, and now he's in the NBA. First round pick. Oh, his you know name. who it is. You know who it is. I know who it is. The freaking kid from Rice. Uh, hold on. Hold on. He played at Virginia. Played at Virginia. Give me a second. Uh, oh, gosh. Hold on. Trey Murphy. It is Trey Murphy. Shot <laughs> 50.3% from the field, 43.3% from three, and 92.7% from the free Man. throw line. He was the only 50-40-90 player in college basketball last season. Back to Max Aisman. So, gets ignored during the regular season, even though he leads the nation in scoring, mm -hmm. you know, because he played at Oral Roberts. You know, folks just don't watch the Summit League. I, I, I say that as respectfully as I can say it, but yeah. most, most people aren't watching that too often. Um, and then, like, you don't get 
you know, Oral Roberts was 151st at Kimpom. They were the fourth place team in the league, GP. That's also, that's, that's why this was the case. It's not like they were rolling early 13 and one. That's not what this team was. Right. So then they get an auto bid and they're 15 seed in the NCAA tournament. But like, still he's putting up all these numbers. They didn't beat a single top 100 Kimpom team in the regular season or Roberts didn't. And they lost, they played Missouri early, lost by 27. And so they're just off everybody's radar. Then they get in the NCAA tournament. They beat Ohio State by three, beat Florida uh, by three, make the Sweet 16, lose to Arkansas by two, 72-70. And that's where Aismas just went wild in this tournament. He put 29 on Ohio State in a win, put 26 on Florida in a win, and then got 25 against Arkansas in that two-point loss. And that changes the perception of everything about you. Because if you want to be dismissive of the numbers in the regular season and you don't watch much, you say, okay, he's a little guard scoring a lot of points for a, you know, whatever team in a, you know, mid-major league, whatever. But when you, then you come and do it against Ohio State, Florida, and Arkansas, Big Ten, SEC, and back-to-back-to-back games, now you can't be dismissive of it anymore. That's how he got on NBA radars. And, and I think that elevated him to preseason All-American because regardless of what he does in the Summit League this season, um, there is no intelligent way to say, yeah, but he wouldn't do that in the SEC or the Big Ten because he like he played three games in the tournament against SEC slash Big Ten, and he treated them the same way he treats Summit League teams. He yep, put it on them. You know, you know what it, it reminds me of a little bit? Steph Curry. Yeah. I'm not comparing him to Steph Curry, but Steph Curry averaged 21 and a half points as a freshman, 25.9 points as a sophomore. Nobody cared. Nobody paid attention. It was just Dell's kid is putting up big numbers in a mid-major league. And then he got to that NCAA tournament in 2008, did it against Gonzaga, Georgetown, Wisconsin. And that's when he became a star. That's when the Steph Curry thing happened. So much so that Davidson was invited to play in the Jimmy V inside the garden Mm. in the following season. That would have never happened if Steph didn't do that in the NCAA tournament, like the past 13 years, the only school that the only schools that are currently outside of the power five slash big E slash AAC that have played in the Jimmy V is Gonzaga and Steph Curry's Davidson team. And Steph Curry was off of everybody's radar for the most part until he did it on the big stage that the NCAA tournament provides. And that uh, almost mirrors the Max A. Smith's uh, experience. I have A. Smith on my third team my second team the only guys that matched were Dickinson and EJ Liddell this is really going to be as as much of a man a big man you're the big man as we've had in a while I think I think eight of eight of my top 10 players of impact on really good teams are are bigs Uh, I had Dickinson and Liddell and then I put Chet Holmgren on my second team Johnny Juzang on my second team and another guy on my second team that didn't make our first second or third team which I think we will look up and it will be wrong at the end of the season collectively uh, is Javon Quinterly of Alabama I put on my second team. I think Alabama will win the league. Quinterly will be the best player on that team. And when Alabama is a one, two, or three seed, I think it's going to be hard to keep him off the end of season All-America teams. That was my second team. Did you have Quinterly anywhere or no? I did not. Okay. In fact, I noticed as I was going through this, we have zero players from the SEC. Ooh, okay. Uh, yeah, that's my only SEC player. Um 
you know, we're in the process of building our top 101. Kentucky's got a ton of guys up for it, but like I, they might just be knocking each other out. I don't, I don't know. But yes, Quinterly is my only, is my only player from the SEC, and uh, I put him mildly ahead of his really good backcourt mate, Jaden Shackelford. Our third team uh, of all Americans is Remy Martin at Kansas, Arizona State transfer. Jay Nivey from Purdue, Hami Haquez from UCLA, Trevion Williams from Purdue, and Chet Holmgren at Gonzaga. And so what that means is that uh, we got 15 players, three teams, two each from Gonzaga, UCLA, and Purdue. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ivy is the one that's interesting because he's an obvious NBA prospect, but is maybe the least productive agreed player returning to college who was voted on to our all America teams. He only averaged 11.1 points uh, last season while shooting 39.9% from the field, 25.8% from three. But in, in the final seven games, he did average 17.1 points. So he got better late uh, or at least more productive late. And he got 26 in the NCAA tournament. That of course was that lost in North Texas. He did come on strong wasn't terribly uh, efficient and definitely needs to be become a more committed defender. He did not make my team. Uh, I, I'm going to go on record here and say that when we get to the start of the tournament, Jaden Ivey will be the third best player on that roster. I think Williams will be one, Zach Eady will be two, and then Ivey will be a close three. My third team was Gillespie. I did not vote Remy Martin. I don't think Remy Martin's going to be the best player on Kansas' roster. I voted Ochai Abaji out of Kansas on my third team, along with Buddy Beheim, Ace Smith, and then another player I voted for who did not crack onto the list, who I can see becoming... You know, like in this year of the big man, the four or five guards that'll stand out most, Andre Corbello is ready to break the hell out at Illinois. And he is going to be probably one of the five most entertaining players. He has a certain element to his game that could probably drive Brad Underwood nuts. Uh, Not exactly a new age Russ Smith, but he certainly has plenty of dazzle to his game. So I do have two Illinois players on this list. Coburn made my first team in the night. Corbello was my final pick, uh, third team. Uh, He's the player that I think will keep Illinois in the conversation to win the Big Ten. Potentially, you know, get further than it did last season when it couldn't even get to the second weekend there. I really like his potential there. So Corbello was mine. What about you? Um, Either third team or guys you voted for that didn't make our collective first, second, or third team at the site? Um, I had three guys on my third team that did not make any of our teams. Eric Ayala from Maryland, uh, Armando Baycott at North Carolina, and Marcus Carr. So I had, uh, who's obviously at Texas. So I had those three on my teams. The guys that made our teams that I did not vote for, uh, Trace Jackson Davis at uh, Indiana, Jay Navi at Purdue and Jaime Jaquez at UCLA. So neither one of us voted for Ivy. And, and Jaquez. I didn't vote for Jaquez. One of us either. voted for either for either one of them. So um, I guess my ballot would have only, Gonzaga would have been the only team to have multiple players uh, as, as all Americans. And I did have um, Timmy first team and I had Holmgren on the third team. And we've talked about this before, how unique it is that, there's a team in the country that has a guy who is the, I guess, consensus preseason national player of the year. I haven't seen anybody else name anybody else. And also have the guy who was the number one recruit in his class incoming. Um, and, you know, they're two different guys. Um, and, and we sort of wondered, like, has that happened before? And we got a nice text from uh, Matt Plisga, who is an SID at Pitt now, but 
previously was at Duke, and he brought up a really good example, and it's 2010-2011 Duke, which is a team he worked with um, because they had Cal Singler coming back, who was a preseason first-team All-American, and they had Kyrie Irving enrolling, um, who was obviously the subsequent number one pick in the 2011 NBA draft. I went and looked it up. Singler was the leading vote getter for the preseason AP All-American team that season. Um, and, and Kyrie was, was ranked second in his high school class. So it doesn't quite fit um, because Holmgren number one in his high school class. But, you know, um, but, but I, I, if I remember correctly at CBSSports.com, we had Harrison Barnes, mm. preseason national player of the year and obviously preseason national freshman of the year because he was the number one recruit in the country. So that's that's the closest example we can come up with. Um, having Kyle Singler coming back to school as a preseason All-American first team and enrolling Kyrie Irving. Um, but it doesn't quite match what Gonzaga has on paper right now in Drew Timmy and Chet Holmgren. Trivia time! Uh, lay it on me. That preseason AP All-American team, 2010-2011. Oh, boy. It included Kyle Singler. Okay. Jimmer Fredette. Okay. Harrison Barnes. Jawan Johnson. And a Big 12 player. Can you name the Big 12 player? Oh, man. This is too hard. I, can, I, I think can... I can do it. Um, We're talking 2010-2011. Yes. You got to tell me if it's Kansas or not. It's not Kansas and it's not Texas. I'll tell you, he didn't play for either one of those schools. <laughs> this was my first full season working with, uh, with CBS. Well, let's see how closely you paid attention. You would have done so this, but I, st- so you did this before I joined. I joined this, in. This no- is the AP All-American team. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, Had a beard. Here. You ready for this? Give it to me right now. I gotta, I gotta put in a new. I gotta get a, a new audio drop for this. I'm gonna do it right now. This is, a, this is a. I'm gonna get this. I'm going to get this. I'm going to throw my headphones down, and you're gonna close the podcast. I'm not even gonna hear the rest of it. Three, two, one. Jacob Pullen, give it to me. <laughs> Jacob Pullen is the correct. Answer. A Big 12, not a Jayhawk, not a Longhorn, had a beard. Of course it's Jacob Pullen, but I would not have gotten that in a million years. I, I just, I, it was the first time I had seen or heard that name in years when, when I was looking this up uh, last night and saw the name of Jacob Pullen. It was Kyle Singler, preseason All-Americans, Kyle Singler, Jimmer Fredette, Jawan Johnson, Harrison Barnes, and yes, the bearded Kansas State Wildcat, Jacob Pullen. I mean, I, I did say it wasn't a Longhorn and wasn't a, uh, a Jayhawk, and he had a beard. So that's the sort beard of narrow- is what brought it to me. Yeah, that beard, that Jacob Pullen beard. By the way, for people who say this stuff doesn't mean, matter, like it doesn't mean anything, do you realize that last year we had a preseason All-American teams and the first team? You know what it was? I can give you Jacob Pullen. I can't give you last year. <laughs> it was Luca Garza, Io DeSumo, Kate Cunningham, Corey Kispert, and Jared Butler. We did a pretty good job. Four of the five went on to be postseason first-team All-Americans, 
And the only one that didn't was Jared Butler, who was a second team All-American for CBS Sports and the Final Four Most Outstanding Player. So last year's list, it uh, it held up it held up pretty good. Like I mentioned earlier, the 15 players on this year's list, um, they come from seven different leagues, six from the Big Ten, two from the ACC, two from the Pac-12, two from the West Coast Conference, and one each from the Big East, Big 12, and Summit League, zero SEC players. Shout them out. Shouts to Devin Downey. Shouts to Chester, South Carolina. Shouts to Pierre Jackson, legend. Shouts to Lar now. Thank you guys for listening once again. I own Ballot College Basketball Podcast in the middle of the dumbest, just the most ridiculous pandemic, just real dumb of my lifetime. If you're not subscribed, please go subscribe anywhere you subscribe to podcasts, including Apple Podcasts. We'd appreciate it. It really does help. So please subscribe, rate it, review it. We're going to talk to you again tomorrow. Until then, take care. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.